At the beginning of last season, I talked about the disappointment of missing my first marathon. Today, I want to update you on that journey and tell you about crossing the finish line after my 26.2 mile run. Life as a mom can be really hard and it can seem like we have nothing left to pour out. I'm Tina. And I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. Join me every week as we talk about God's purpose in our marriage and motherhood. Though at times those feelings of inadequacy can be overwhelming, there is so much joy to be had in the ordinary if we just take a few moments to find it. We can do hard things together. Welcome back to the Keeping My Sanity podcast. It was it was really nice to be able to take the summer off and enjoy time together as a family. I'll just take a moment to update you on life since the break. I can't remember if it came up or not. I know I talked about it with Helen Thorne in episode 26, at least when we were recording episode 26, about how... We've started our journey as a foster family and had been recently licensed. At the beginning of June, we added a little girl to our house through foster care. And, uh, well, it it hasn't been all rainbows and butterflies, even though we have uh, definitely seen an increase in the number of unicorns around our house. I do plan on, on covering more about this topic in a future podcast. Also, this fall, all three of our boys are now in school, and I will not cry right now. Before our foster daughter came, I was thinking, oh goodness, I'm going to have so much time for the podcast and for interviews. Super exciting, and even though I'll miss the boys, at least the house will stay clean, right? Well, okay, so I was really wrong on that. Now, after dropping off my babies at school, I still had all the messes and girly emotions. And just let me tell you, it's been something that I've never had to really deal with before. As far as what to expect this season, I've been connecting with guests to join me on the podcast, some new and some that I've had here before. I can't wait to share that with you, as these women have had an immense impact on my life. I'll be chatting with authors, pastor's wives, a fitness instructor, missionaries, other moms and wives who are dealing with life, right along with us. In episode 5, I talked about disappointment. I referenced the disappointment of looking forward to something that was then canceled and you put time and give it so much attention and you get really excited you know you you get all built up ready for it maybe nervous but still excited and then whatever it is doesn't happen whether it's something you did or because of somebody else or just things out of our control in my case as i talked about in episode five i had registered for the Kansas City Marathon on what ended up being the day that Kansas closed due to the COVID-19. And as the date for the marathon 
approached and passed, there were feelings of relief. There were feelings of disappointment, as I talked about. There are just a ton of different feelings. I had put thought and work and training into it, and then it was delayed. Um, well, I ended up just deferring my registration to this year, and all summer during my break, I was doing a whole lot of running and training and all that. And so that's, that's kind of what I want to talk about today. We have heard from evangelists, from pastors, from friends, from devotional books, from all, sort of, all sorts of resources that the Christian life is a race. It is like a race. And you hear Paul talk about running the race. And in Hebrews, the author of Hebrews references running the race set before us as well. Well, after running the marathon and going through all of the research and training, this concept now has even greater meaning to me. I thought today I could kind of maybe share some of that with you. First of all, fuel. I couldn't just run. I needed fuel. I can have the movement of running down, but I needed something to provide the energy to keep going. In our Christian race, we need consistent energy from God. And as we know, this can come from prayer and his word And when I try to trudge through my day with my own power and determination, I fail. We need that consistent fueling to get us through each mile, each day of our race. I, perhaps you can picture that food pyramid chart that we saw so often as children you know, with the breads, grains, cereals on the bottom and then the sweets were the tiniest little triangle on the top and and how we are told we need to eat so much of all these different things every day. Well, with the training for the marathon, I, I had to kind of revamp my thinking. Um, well, even before training for the marathon, I had to even revamp my thinking on what eating and food should look like. It's not just necessarily, I think the word nourishment didn't click enough for me, but thinking of it as fuel made sense. Just like you wouldn't put diesel in a gasoline engine, you have to put the right fuel in, in order to get the result that you want. And if we want to grow in our Christian walk, and we want to run the race set before us and be able to endure, we need to be fueling our bodies spiritually and consistently with God's word and prayer and um, the fellowship of those around us. Which leads me into the next thing that I didn't realize was so important. Encouragement. Having people on the side of the road cheering spurred me on. There were posters that reminded me of my purpose in running. There were other runners that showed me that I too could keep going. And the support from these things kept me going. In our Christian race, we have fellow believers. And sometimes we need guidance or an extra push. 
Just like my sister-in-law, she pushed me into the chute. While my stomach was all tied up in knots and I was feeling jittery, she forced me to get over in front of the starting line and get going. I don't think she realized just how much I needed her to be there and doing that that day. But once I was at the starting line in the chute, I had no choice, but I had to start as the masses surrounding me moved toward the starting line. Then there was a lady in this bright yellow jacket, and now, thinking about it, kind of want one myself. I kept my eyes on her for the first few miles and those first hills, and following her helped me focus while my body woke up to the idea of running at 7 in the morning. At one point, there was a deep hole in the middle of the road, as though utility workers did not replace, you know, those metal discs over maybe like a water line access or something. But the other runners were looking out for those coming behind. Hole, they yelled as they passed over it and jumped over. A hole like that would end the race for someone or maybe even their future as a runner. I was encouraged by those runners who were looking out for the others coming up behind them. And they were then after warning, they all looked around and everybody had the same response. Wow, that was bad. Like, it was, it was really funny. Um, but yeah, like they were looking out for those behind them and they weren't just like, oh, that was bad. And then just kept going. No, they were warning others. They saw, they saw a danger and they were thinking about others and warning others. Then I also had my husband, Josh. Josh surprised me. We've been married for um, just over 11 years. And you kind of feel like you know someone and (laughs) that you can anticipate what they're going to say or or do. And and typically, typically I can. Um, Now, what he did the day of the marathon, I did not see coming. My husband was dressed up in a hot dog suit. And I didn't realize that until I got to the second mile and he had, he had sent me a text and I saw it on my watch and, and he said, look for me on the left side at mile two. So um, I'm coming up to mile marker two and I hear someone yell my name. Surprisingly, I picked that out. I don't even know how that, how that worked. But anyway, so I, I glanced over and wouldn't you know it, Josh is standing there in a hot dog suit. I have asked him in the past if he has wanted to dress up as a family for Halloween, do a theme, because, you know, when the kids are just so tiny, you want to all dress up, and he's he didn't want to. But um, <laughs> um, but anyway, so, so seeing him of his own free will um, chose to go, there, there's just so much thought that goes into it. He chose to go buy this hot dog suit, and then be there wearing it and let thousands of people see him wearing it and holding up signs and and oh my goodness he just he brought laughter and his signs that he wrote they reminded me of my purpose in running and also made me laugh and just being there was something that I could look forward to every couple of miles he'd tell me oh I'm at this mile marker I'm at this mile marker and he just drove all the way around Kansas City meeting me every every couple miles and those were things I could look forward to. They gave me small goals and motivation. 
that was great. We had so much fun. And honestly, I this is this is a side note. I was kind of a little jealous at the end of the marathon, you know, just finishing my 26.2 and um nobody seemed to care about me, but everybody recognized the hot dog man and they people well because they all saw him every couple of miles. And so I had, there were people coming up to Josh afterwards and saying, oh, hey, hot dog man. Hey, thanks. It was fun to see you. And you were everywhere. You had great signs and all this stuff. And I'm like, goodness, I just ran, I just ran a marathon and everybody's praising my husband. Whatever. I mean, it's cool. Whatever. He's fine. He's worth it. He was an encouragement. And just having, having him on the sidelines, he did not run it. He is not at this point interested in ever running that. And that's fine. Um, our race looks different. Everybody's everybody's race looks different. But he was there cheering for me. And that was so encouraging. I also had both of my sisters-in-law texting me and sending me messages. I, I had one who was following me in the app. And she was commenting on my pace and, and the consistency. And I had another one who was encouraging me to run this mile for this son, run that mile for that son, you know, and, and she was texting me and keeping me updated. It's, I mean, but I needed that encouragement. And one of my sisters-in-law, she's already run a marathon before, so she understood. She was that person who had already done this, who had been there, and she understood the importance and the benefit of having that encouragement throughout the race. And so I'm thankful for my sisters-in-law. That had me thinking about in Hebrews when um, the writer is talking about how we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. And these witnesses, these people around us, they could be those that we have with us, maybe running the race with us, encouraging us. We see them go through the same things that we're going through or they can, as those who saw the hole, they saw the danger ahead, they called out to those behind them and encouraged them to be careful, to be aware of of a danger that they had just seen. This can also apply to those authors who have gone before us. Maybe we don't have them to talk to right now um, as, as a friend or something, but we have just how many hundreds of excellent resources and books and everything right now at our fingertips that we can we can use and and find encouragement in and I'm thankful for that too and and so all of this stuff is just coming together and it's making so much more sense than it has in the past in all those weeks of training as the mileage increased from Saturday long run to another to the next Saturday long run and it increased from a what was the first? The first Saturday long run was, I think, eight miles and five miles. I think it was five miles. And and I remember that first week, I was coming off of, off of a knee injury that just would not go away. And I was getting worried as, as the, the timeline was coming up to where, okay, my 16-week uh, training – is coming up and I'm still struggling with my knee pain uh, how is this even going to work and I hadn't been running much at all just because I wanted my knee to heal and so I could start training and that first long run 
was five miles. And I remember sitting there looking at my my training calendar and thinking, how on earth am I going to do five miles? I haven't been running more than a mile or two max. And it was usually walking a good chunk of the time because I was just so worried about re-injuring my knee so soon to training starting. And then the next week was eight miles and the next week, 10 miles. And and I had to keep changing my route so that I could you know, get those miles in um, because, yeah, for me, it was easier to just have one longer loop route that I would do than to do a bunch of little loops. So as my route got longer and um, the route that I took changed, I had different terrain that I was dealing with. And there is this one spot that I can think of right now. And every single um, long run after eight miles, I had to go up this hill. And I don't know what it is about this hill. It was just enough of an incline. And it was it was a long, long hill. Um, I don't know. It. I'm so bad with distance. I'm guessing it's about a half mile but that it's consistently going uphill and every time I got to that hill starting um starting that that week with the the first 10 mile week I started telling myself you can do this you can do hard things and um I, I did it. I ran up the entire hill and then that kind of became my thing where every time I get to that hill, I have to run up that hill. It might not be fast and it probably wasn't fast at all, but I, I kept telling myself, you can do hard things. You can do hard things. And I started writing it on my hand as just my own little like mantra, which side note, I never thought mantras were really that helpful for me I kind of thought oh you know that's nice but this one actually worked I found one that helped me and so I could do hard things and so as I I wrote it again on my hand the the day of the marathon and I did I did a hard thing but it wasn't just me um God healed my knee um I had encouragement from friends and family. I um, I had resources on how to fuel well and how to train well and cross training and all these all these different things. I wouldn't have ever thought that I could run a marathon. It's it's just so long. I'm just thinking four three and a half years ago when I first started walking regularly. I would go out maybe for a mile or two max and you know that would that would be good just walking that would be fine. I it's it's a it has to be a gradual thing. Sometimes in our life we have different things that we have to deal with. It can be family strain, it can be like a medical issue or a relationship that feels like it's just crumbling and and just you can't repair like it's it's just not gonna happen but through these tough times and through these struggles God is constant and if we're fueling on his word and prayer and fellowship with other believers 
And if we're seeking advice from those sources and encouragement from those sources, we can do hard things. And I think looking back now, I, I still can't believe that I ran a marathon. And I, like, I legit ran the marathon. There were a, a few periods of walking. But I, my goodness, I ran a marathon. Like, what is, who does that? It's a gradual thing. And I think if you look back, if you were to look back right now and think through who you were a year ago or two years ago, I'd hope that you would be able to see growth and change too and and understand that, wow, these things seemed so huge, so daunting, so hard and impossible. But God got you through it. He helped you through it. and And you were able to get through hard things. The last five, six months have been a time of testing and struggle for our family. So many different things going on with the change of our family dynamic with foster care and all that that brings along with it, with my training for the marathon, with our boys getting back into the groove of school, the ups and the downs. I'm thankful for how God has led us through it. And as we keep running this race set before us, I, I, I pray that we'll keep our eyes on him and, and do hard things. <laughs>